200 episodes in, I'd have it, you know, it's processed down, but we'll get it. Man, I still don't got my shit together, so it's fine. <laughs> Sounds good. Welcome back, everybody. It is episode 230 of Bourbon Pursuit. I'm Kenny, and I hope that you and everyone out there had a great Thanksgiving, and now you're preparing for the holiday rush. I put my Visa and my American Express card to work this past week, and I know that there were a lot of Bourbon Black Friday and some Cyber Monday deals out there, too. So I hope you all got something good and you have something to sip on for the rest of the month leading into 2020. Now, let's hit a little bit of the news. Whiskey Advocate has released their top 20 whiskeys of 2019. And I'm pleased to say that five of the top 10 are bourbon, including Old Ezra Seven Year, Woodford Reserve's Master Collection Batch Proof, the new Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Seven Year, Four Roses Small Batch Select, and topping it off at the number one spot, which is kind of surprising to a lot of people, is George Dickel's Bottled and Bond. Now, we're big fans of Dickel over here, but it didn't win our whiskey of the year, nor was it our favorite in the Bottled and Bond blind we did back on episode 224. We're going to be releasing our results on December 26th for our end of the year podcast, and you can get the link to Whiskey Advocates Top 20 within our show notes. Four Gate Whiskey Company is releasing a new expression in collaboration with Kelvin Cooperage called Split Stave Bourbon. The name comes from three different barrels that Kelvin deconstructed and built new casks. These barrels included number four and number two char barrels and a series of medium toast finishes. They took these barrels and rebuilt the cask in almost like a zebra-like pattern. The whiskey, however, is a blend of five and a half year and 12 year Kentucky bourbons bottled at barrel strength of 115.6 proof with a total of this release with 2,700 bottles. They will only be available on shelves in Kentucky and Tennessee, and they have a suggested retail price of $175. Now, bourbon is all about community, and the online community is one of the biggest forces behind its growth. This is where people go to learn more, ask questions, and make connections, and also find out new and interesting bourbons to try off other people's recommendations. And Reddit has been a platform for those conversations for a long time. The popularity of bourbon subreddit has now eclipsed over 109,000 members and it's continually growing. On today's episode, I sat down with Take. He's one of the moderators of the bourbon forum on Reddit and we get a glimpse into a daily life of a bourbon subreddit moderator. We look into the type of the content that gets a lot of upvotes, how AMAs or Ask Me Anythings work, how being anonymous plays a role versus Facebook where it's your actual name and profile on the line, plus a few other goodies that are kind of surprises I'm going to keep in there for you as well. All right, now let's get on with the show. Let's hear from Fred Minnick with Above the Jar. I'm Fred Minnick, and this is Above the Char. I want you to take a moment and think for yourself, what if you were starting a new bourbon? Would you start with the whiskey, go to distilleries far and wide across this country, pick out a flavor profile and say, that's what I want to get? Would you buy barrels? Would you contract a still and sit on them for a few years? Or heck, would you try to get a whole bunch of money together and buy someone like, say, I don't know, Four Roses? Not saying they're for sale, but if I had a whole lot of money, I'd try to buy Four Roses. 
Is that what you do? See, if that's the case, then you're a lot like me in that you think about the whiskey. You think about the whiskey and what it tastes like, how it will mix, who you want to drink it with. Um, but that's not how a lot of new players coming into the game think. You see, what they do is, is they get in a boardroom with all these fancy MBAs and all these marketers who have experience with Porsche or Colgate or who the hell ever, and they say, it all depends on packaging. It all depends on the name, the brand, and the messaging. Some of these new companies getting into the game of spirits will have 35 conversations before they ever get to the quality or taste of the product. It's phenomenal. These companies will burn a quarter of a million dollars to like $2 million on something like what it should be called or what the bottle should look like. And all they do is they fascinate with the one aspect that they can actually can control, and that's the creation and the marketing of it. And that's the beauty of American whiskey, is that all these people who are trying to enter the game never understand that it's not about what the bottle looks like. It's about the quality, the flavor, and whether or not that I want to buy the bottle, not a first time, but the second time. You see, marketing and branding is absolutely important, but it only gets you to buy that first bottle. Your bourbon better be good to get me to buy the second one. And that's this week's Above the Char. Hey, speaking of good bourbons, I just announced my American Whiskey of the Year contenders. You can go check them out on my YouTube. Just search Fred Minnick. American Whiskey of the Year contenders, and I'll be doing a a live tasting for those on December 20th. So mark it in your calendar, December 20th at 9 p.m. We're going to pick out my favorite whiskey for 2019. Until next week, cheers. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or thebourbonconcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable gaming license ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. 
They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Bourbon Pursuit, the official podcast of bourbon. Just Kenny here today, but this is going to be an exciting topic as we look into the realm of bourbon culture and really what it means to be involved in an online community. You know, we've talked about having, uh, you know, different places where you go to find information. Uh, There's been for the longest time, if you're an OG in the realm, there was straightbourbon.com. If you're pretty new into the world, there is, you kind of just figure out these ways of getting into these secret groups that are on Facebook. But there's one form and one board that's been around for a long time, and that's Reddit. And they've had multiple types of different boards. There is our bourbon, they've heard Scotch swap back in the day. There's been all kinds of changes that have gone down in the history. And so today we're going to kind of be looking exactly at really what is the community on Reddit all about? Um, you know, is there, a, is there a sense of, you know, belonging? Is there a sense of attacking? Is there a lot of anonymous factors that play into it that people don't want to really reveal who they are, but they'll, they'll want to say things behind an alias? And so we're going to kind of talk about that today because uh, it's, it's always good to really figure out what's happening inside the bourbon culture and really the people that are in charge of making sure that these forums don't get out of control. Uh, and that's what mods or moderators are there for. So today on the show, we have one of the moderators of the slash r slash bourbon forum of Reddit. He goes by the handle T8KE or take. So take, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Very happy to have you today. So anybody that is watching this live or they're uh, they're not just riding in their car, they'll notice that you're not showing your camera, kind of not showing your face. And that's kind of one of the things that is is a little bit different in the uh, the Reddit world, that there's this whole like anonymous factor to it. And and so before we kind of get there, you know, because I always want to kind of start the show and kind of figure out and learn more about our guest, tell us a little bit about how you started really getting into bourbon. Yeah, no problem. So um, so I've been in a bourbon for some time now. Um, unfortunately, I, I didn't start back in what people would consider the, you know, the glory days. You know, I didn't swim in pools of Stitzelweller and um, stuff like Pappy wasn't $29 at CVS like everyone seems to think it was, you know, 20 years ago. But uh, I came to it as someone in college who didn't love crushing, you know, Keystone ice or Keystone light out of a washing machine. Um, and I started... Uh, Coincidentally enough, without any sponsorship, uh, Wild Turkey 101 was my go-to. At the time, bourbon was inexpensive. Bourbon was cheap. You could buy bourbon everywhere. Bourbon tasted good. Bourbon tasted good in everything, which is exactly what college people like. Um, and that was a time when I thought, you know, oh my God, you know, how can people pay $70 for 25-year Buna Haben only to realize, you know, 10 years later, what, 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 uh, what a monstrosity that would be. That's the value of the century. So bourbon was what, what kind of got me into... Uh, 
you know, enjoying drinks with some friends and it kind of works for everything and you can take it anywhere and, you know, have it on a weeknight, have it on a weekend. And that kind of fostered my love of, you know, drinking things to taste, uh, taste things. So, you know, drinking things to, uh, wake up two days later and, you know, kind of hope you'd pass some exams and stuff. So that's kind of what got me interested in, you know, alcohol that could taste good. Yeah. And so kind of talk about like, what led you into trying to figure out how you wanted to discover more and, and what were those paths of, of really learning for you? Because yeah, at that so, point, uh, podcasts really weren't, weren't around. So, no, they were. And it, it was kind of interesting because, you know, back then a little bit, you know, Reddit was, was one of the, the biggest resources. If you, if you Google the bourbon, you'd probably find the manufacturer. And then, boom, you'd see this Reddit thing. And at the time, and as someone who's always been in IT and technology and software, you know, Reddit's kind of the gold standard for sharing good information. So it was only natural to say, you know, oh, I'm on Reddit all the time because of X, Y, and Z. And I like bourbon. So I know there's going to be a bourbon subreddit. And no, looky there, you know, ah, it's it's right there and it's well moderated and there's good content. And kind of as my career's always taken me, I think the best way to learn about something is to think about it and write about it and try and tell other people about it because that kind of helps you gauge your own understanding. And that's the point where I decided that, you know, if I really enjoy drinking bourbon, you know, pretty frequently, it's my go-to beverage, you know, why shouldn't I try and learn more about the origin and the procedure? And as someone who likes chemistry, you know, why do things taste the way they do? And the best way to, you know, talk to people about that, that I don't necessarily see every day is to write about it. And that's kind of, I challenged myself to, uh, to try and write uh, one review a week. And I thought, oh God, if I can keep this up for a couple of weeks, you know, I'll be golden, which, you know. Now I try and get one a day, which I think is fun. So it's definitely grown from, you know, kind of a starting spot of just wanting to know more and hoping that other people would teach me by calling out mistakes in my writing and, and kind of sitting down and just trying to think about, you know, what, what was in the glass. Mm -hmm. it, you know, so for myself, uh, you know, I, I started really trying to focus a little bit more on the, on the bourbon subreddit over there just to see if we have any kind of presence and stuff like that. But the one thing that I, I noticed when I, when I go over there is that uh, the type of information is, is exactly what you said. It's a lot of reviews. Um, there's a lot of people that are always kind of like constantly spitting out reviews. Kind of talk about what, that, what the content is, is what you normally see over there. So I, I would say, you know, our bourbon um, is part of what we call the whiskey network. And, and in the whiskey network, we try and have subreddits that are very specific to very specific things because some people might only care about serious bourbon information or some people might only care about horsing around or some people might say, you know, bourbon is, 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 is swill. You know, I'm a scotch guy. And so as part of the whiskey network, our bourbon really fits to try and provide concrete, accurate information to people who are seeking information about brands or, you know, uh, reviews from users who have taken the time to sit down and write about a very specific product. So that's why things like, like memes we kind of put in whiskey porn, which is where we're like, show us your collection or like, you know, give us, you know, give us whatever whiskey meme you got. So our bourbon seeks to satisfy kind of the serious bourbon person who's looking for not only concrete information, but reliable information. And that's, that's something we try and uphold. So that's why you see a lot of reviews because people, you know, sit down and say, you know, this is my review and these are the notes I get. And then hopefully I can find other people who have similar palettes who either agree with things that I like or disagree with things I like. And that really helps to start a lot of conversations. Yeah, I think you kind of hit them on there. So when you talk about like the agree and disagree, you know, somebody just writes, I mean, because I've been on there, like there's people that are going to say like, oh, like I'm going to go ahead and write a review on Weller Goldvein. And then somebody's like, I'm just going to do one on Eagle Rare. So yeah. like, is there, is there like a, 
I want to say like, not like a learning curve, but like a, like a newbie factor. Like is, is anybody shame for bringing in something that's just like basic everyday stuff or like, I mean, how, how does that really work? I mean, so like, like with everything in life and, and I see a lot, you know, cause I have to kind of sift through the post and I see a lot of people who start and say like, man, this is my first review and it's going to suck. And, and, you know, they're like, I can't taste anything. And I'm like, you know what? I agree with you. I couldn't taste that much at the beginning either. And like, you know, your palate is like every other skill in life. Like some people have strengths and weaknesses, but like nobody comes out of the womb, like an Olympic runner. Like you got to do some running to get to Olympic runner status. And, you know, I'm, you know, reviewing is definitely not an Olympic sport, at least not in my opinion. Otherwise that'd be awesome. But, you know, reviewing things and thinking about things really takes time and practice. And it, it's really super fun to see people at different points in their journeys as they're like, you know, this is review one and oh my God, it tastes like ethanol. Like back again tomorrow, hope it's better. And then some people, you know, who after just five or six reviews are like, yo, like I get it. Or like, you know, I think I taste these things. What do you guys think? We're like, yeah, you know, those are all things that I would think come out of that as well. So there's really no expectation that like a good review is like, I don't know, like Stitzel Weller from like the 60s or the 70s or the 80s, or, or it's got to be unattainable and expensive because, you know, we can't all afford to drink that every day. And honestly, if you find someone who likes the day-to-day stuff you like, and then you see them, you know, taste gold vein and say, well, you know, I, I thought it was good, but I honestly like some other stuff better, then you can kind of take it, you know, in stride that, you know, if you're going to spend a hundred bucks an ounce on something, maybe you want it to be something else. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess, uh, you know, when you think about the reviews, is that, do people like really find that something that they're they're really attracted that they want to go, they want to comment, they want to upvote it or downvote it or something like that? Because it seems like there's just, you know, it, it there's a, I mean, every day there's probably what, 30 or 40 new ones that get posted, something like that? Definitely. Yeah. So it's actually the communities both at our bourbon, our scotch, and especially our bourbon are, as, as far as I can tell, are super welcoming. And in fact, no one very rarely do I post review or see other people post review and be like, man, you wasted your time. Or like, man, this is garbage. There's tons of people. I mean, we get thousands and thousands of people a day from all over the internet that just come to read. And and it's kind of interesting to see, you know, for the tens of thousands of people you might see show up on a weekend day, you know, posts only have like 15 or 20 upvotes. But the people who upvote and take the comment, you know, take the time to comment are actually really kind of on the inner circle of people who come to the subreddit to engage. So we have the vast majority of our, you know, subreddit is probably lurkers and people who just, you know, want to Google, you know, hey, I'm sick of Fireball, I want to try this. And then they read a bunch of reviews and either decide to buy it or don't. And we never hear from them ever. Mm-hmm. And, and what would you kind of categorize as the, I mean, I guess it's, it's kind of hard to figure it out, but maybe the typical person that is attracted to reading on Reddit, um, because it, you know, if you can figure out, is there an age age range or demographic um, that people would be more inclined to go there versus other forums? Surprisingly, we see we see a pretty significant um, kind of blend, and and we don't get that kind of specifics. And that's not something we're really even interested in as mods. There's, there's not a lot of, at least that Reddit would share with us, because Reddit wants ad money. We just want to talk about bourbon, but um, <laughs> for sure. I mean. I will admit the female population is a little bit on the low side, at least from self-identifying people. Um, as far as I can tell, people that are between, you know, hey, I want to buy my first bottle to I've been drinking for 40 years. And I think most people fall somewhere in the middle of that. And and just kind of, you know, some people I talk to every single day and you get a feel, which is kind of a cool thing, even though you don't know what they look like and you don't know how many kids they are and they don't know what their alumnus is, you, you know, you get a sense of people of who they are through the bourbon they like and through what they comment and what you comment on their stuff. And 
and getting a sense for that, you kind of meet people individually. But we, I'd have to imagine that our, our key demographic is probably like 27 to 55 and mostly dudes. Yeah. I mean, I come from a tech background. Uh, most of the listeners probably know that. And so Reddit is always seems like a place that you go for a lot of stuff, at least in tech, where things get posted. People ask a lot of questions. Yep. Um, there's the, the the AMAs of it. And I guess for for anybody that's not familiar with Reddit, you want to explain what an what an AMA is? Oh yeah. So an AMA is just short. It's it's a TLA or a three-letter acronym for um ask me anything. And that's usually when we have a person in the industry or we have a prolific individual, whether they're a writer, author, you know, something like that. And they basically say, hey, I'm going to dedicate the next X hours of my life to sit here and answer questions from random people like you on the internet. And then we all, we screech internally and we all get really excited and we throw ourselves <laughs> in the farm and we ask them all sorts of crazy questions. At least hopefully, you know, master distillers are super awesome. We've had people like Russell's and, um, you know, distillers and master distillers and brand ambassadors from a lot of major distilleries all come up and say, hey, we'd like to dedicate some time just to talk to you guys. Yeah, I was like, I know that I think I think Denny Potter did one uh, uh, a, a little while ago. But I mean, in, can you recall like some of your like your top one or top two or three that you've had in regards of AMAs? So um, for me, the Four Roses and Wild Turkey ones have been awesome. Um, I've really enjoyed also High West was interesting, but I've kind of, you know, as I go through things, I, I I identify a little less with what High West is doing, but you know, is for as much love as Wild Turkey gets, they certainly deserve it because uh, you know they were willing to sit down and just give us huge long responses to really technical questions and just kind of show us that you know that they care about the people who buy all their bourbons, not just the expensive ones, or you know, not just the people that buy ten cases at a time. What's the over under on if it was Jimmy or Eddie actually uh, sitting there and typing it, or if he was just talking to somebody and having somebody else type it up the answers? We got the impression it was Jimmy. He said it was Jimmy. So, I'm, you know, knowing Jimmy and the Russells, I'm inclined to believe it was Jimmy. Um, that said, if it was a Campari person, they did a great job of acting like a human being and stepping up. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, I'm, I'm sure, I don't know, it'd, it'd be kind of funny. I've, I've never seen Jimmy in front of a computer before. So I don't, I don't know how, what his kind of like words per minute is that he can crank out to, to answer because I'm sure that the form was just blasting at that point. Yeah, well, and the nice thing is, so what, the way we do AMAs, because we understand that, you know, um, Jimmy probably is not a lightning typer and, and, you know, he's a busy guy. So we, we like to field questions in advance. Um, and we, we like to say, you know, for a week, we're going to take questions and then we compile them in a Google doc and we send it to them. And then they get to kind of sit down and think about it and give us, you know, really meaty answers. And then they send it back to us and we post them. So that, that kind of helps us. A lot of forums do it live, which is great for people who love computers and just want to sit and type all day. But for master distillers who have 10,001 things to do in a single day, it works really well for us to field questions. And then we get to, you know, there's always like, would you rather fight like a hundred duck-sized horses or a horse-sized duck? And like, okay, that's fun. But, you know, we've got bigger questions to ask. So it kind of helps us give them good information and show respect for their time. And then in turn, they do the same for us. Oh, for sure. So, you know, you kind of asked that, you kind of put that in there as a, a typical question. Talk more about like uh, a little bit of the culture um, when people ask these type of questions or when people are giving responses like, is it a, you mentioned that it's pretty, pretty welcoming and I'm sure you got, there's always a few bad apples in the bunch, but kind of talk about the culture and what it is to make sure that you can kind of uh, skirt a little bit of that behavior that, that doesn't actually provide any real, you know, good meat to the subject. 
Yeah. So the the Reddit, you know, the Reddit culture is is probably I like to think of it as a little more serious than Facebook. I think Facebook, you know, no fault to Facebook, is a little more casual and people you know, love, love to post their GIFs and stuff. Reddit really focuses on being kind of a more technical area. And we see that a lot in the kind of people and the posts we get um, because, you know, moderators aren't responsible for making the majority of the content. We just kind of see what goes on. And, and really, as long as people seem to know what they want out of the subreddit and don't just show up and say, like, recommend me a bourbon, you know, that's not going to get good answers. In fact, you know, I, I would probably prepare a little snark on the side for that too. But, you know, the the subreddit itself is really good at, at you know, saying, hey, person, you know, whether you're here to write a review, whether you're here to ask a well-informed question, you know, by the way, here's the search bar. We've probably answered this a hundred times. So we know, that <laughs> the first, you know, the first time you're asking this is probably the hundred and first time that we're hearing this. So, you know, we go through the work to make really nice posts. So like, you know, why don't we just, we'll just nudge you over to the search bar and hopefully you'll find what you want. And if not, then post a question. But um, the subreddit overall, I think is pretty wholesome. You know, we, we have our own little flame wars and people get in spats because, you know, ultimately... Bourbon is a hobby of passion. You know, you spend a lot of money on a product that, you know, is made by a huge commercial company for the most part, and everyone's got their tastes. And, you know, after two or three drams, everyone's fired up about usually nothing. So, but on, on, on the whole and whole, the, you know, the subreddit as a whole is very welcoming and very valuable. And I think seeks to really spend a lot of time to make sure that people get good information as long as they put an effort to receive it. You know, you, you hit the topic on the search bar and some stuff. You know, there's there's a, a very valuable document that you all have that I tend to share with people a lot because there's one thing that having this podcast, we get emails all the time. And, and I'm sure that anybody is looking and really getting the bourbon and they're planning their next vacation. The first thing they ask is, well, what should I do on the bourbon trail? Oh, and, my God. And And I'm sure that you all had so many of those questions that you just said, Screw it. We're going to make a sticky. We've got a we've got a living word document and that's what people can point people to. Yeah, and and it's it's it crazy too. Like I have to point out one user. I can always every time, you know, I scroll through new, I hit new and I see new posts. It's like we're going to the bourbon trail and I'm like, I know that if I open this up, Razafraction's going to have, you know, a comment with 100 posts that link to, you know, hey, people that have been on the bourbon trail and also here's our document, you know. That's a hugely routine thing we get. And it is nice being able to have a document that we update to point people to. Because ultimately, you know, everyone forgets a stop or two or has opinions. But, you know, here's all the information. Google Doc, print it out, stick it on your dashboard and go. Yeah, I mean, I've I've used that as for people that are asking for recommendations. I'm just like, listen, I don't have time to sit here and write it all out. Go check out this document and then ask me any further questions if you need some help narrowing it down. Because it's it's got a lot of information there about places you know, basically what you could expect to get at every visitor experience, you know, just a lot of really good information that was baked into it. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad it's useful. Yeah, we, it, it really is a joy to just see posts and be like, all right, we got a document. We know you're going to love it. We know you probably didn't look at the sidebar because nobody looks at the sidebar. So, like, here. <laughs> it, it's so, you know, another thing about, you know, as we're touching on the culture here, and I mentioned it at the top of the show was the whole like anonymous factor. It's yeah. it's a little bit different when you go to Facebook and you have to have a profile. Uh, most of the time, people are only allowed into groups when they have been on Facebook for X amount of months or X amount of years. So there's not a whole lot of like fake profiles in there that are you know either spamming or they're trying to trade crap or anything like that. However, it's a little bit different uh, on the on the Reddit side. So kind of talk about the the idea of wanting to continue to 
stay anonymous and not really be really forthcoming with with who you are in this type of form. Oh, sure. So uh, one of the benefits on you know. Uh, you know, Reddit is almost completely the opposite of Facebook in that respect. On Facebook, you can find out, you know, where someone went to second grade if if you care enough and the person's careless enough. And 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 I think that's great for people who want to connect and be friends. And you know, you don't care where your information goes. And and Reddit on the other side, you know, um, you're on Facebook because you want to be on Facebook. And while you're on Facebook, you find things that interest you. Um, and Reddit's kind of the opposite. You go to Reddit because you want a specific thing unless you're bored and drunk on a Saturday night and you go to random and just find random subreddits. But typically, if you're going to Reddit um, and you're not just trying to burn some time, like if I have a question, you know, a, you know, a Linux question, I'm going to go to CentOS. If I've got a question about cars, I'm going to go to our cars. You know, if I've got a question about bourbon, boom, I'm in our bourbon. And so that's kind of our identifying factors that everyone is here out of some interest in bourbon. And we get to bond over that. And people get to, you know, kind of push out things, you know, you can't tell a person's political views and you can't tell, you know, where they work or if you dislike the way they look or if, you know, you're tired of seeing, you know, a hundred pictures of their kids every day because they have a new toddler and they just can't stop posting photos. You know, Reddit really cuts out everything that isn't, hey, I'm here because I care about this topic. Um, And that's kind of where we all link from. And that's something I think is valuable because people feel for better and for worse and certainly... I think mostly for the better, but certainly for the worst at times that, you know, you can be free and open and, and you can have people in the industry who maybe don't want you to know that they're in the industry, but have something really valuable to contribute because they don't have to say, you know, um, you know, hey, I'm Chip Tate, like, and everyone's going to go, oh, you know, bow down Wayne's world, you know, we're not worthy. Chip Tate's. <laughs> you know, you can just be an honest human being. And I think that's huge for Reddit, especially since there's all these reviews. And, you know, sure, you could have some Diageo shill, you know, writing stuff, but people pick up on that really well. And, you know, you can tell that the guy that sat down and, and written a hundred reviews cares about bourbon. If you're going to talk to him, you know, he's going to care about bourbon. I want to talk to you. And that's one of the, the biggest things I think that we gain from kind of the Reddit anonymity is the fact that, you know, we all show up because we want to talk about bourbon or if, oh, you know, I run into this guy in our sandwiches, the, okay, we like sandwiches and bourbon, you know, you know, stuff like that. But um, there I really is a subreddit for anything then, isn't there? Oh my God, every day, like I found one, it was called Critters on Capybaras. And I was like, oh my God, who knew that was a thing? And sure enough, you know, we got ducks and chickens and stuff like sitting on top of Capybaras. So there, there truly is a subreddit. And if, if you can't think of it, the fun thing about Reddit is you get to start your own. You know, uh, my buddy Tex, uh, Tex Acer, who's another mod, you know, said, you know, there's, always, there's a subreddit called Shower Thoughts, but what about those thoughts you had after you had a, you know, a couple extra bourbon? So he created Drunk Genius. And just like that, you've created a whole area that people can come and find stuff that you have in common with them. So I think that's probably one of Reddit's greatest assets, especially in terms of anonymities. You know, that whoever showed up wants to show up because they want to talk about the thing that you, you know, you want to talk about and not because you have the same alumni or, you know, stuff like that. Do you think that it ever plays a a role in in kind of being the bad side of being anonymous? Because whether it's somebody that posts a review or whether there's a news story and people can, they can be downright cruel, right? It's the internet. Um, and so are there times when like that just doesn't play in the favor of, of what you're all trying to do? Yeah, uh, that's definitely a thing because everyone feels empowered when they're anonymous. And we hope that people feel empowered for the better. But um, we all have bad days. We all have a little too much to drink sometimes. Or some of us are just really nasty people. So it's very simple for people to take advantage of a hugely powerful tool, which is anonymity and just be an upright, you know, um, just be rude about it and be mean about it. And, and I have to commend my fellow mods. We do a really good job of staying on top of people like that. And we kind of know over time that, 
you know, hey, I think this guy's just here to cause trouble or, you know, oh, this thread's gotten out of hand. Like, let's, we need to shut that down because it is easy to get off topic and people are passionate about a lot of things besides bourbon. And bourbon can often connect people who have other mutual likes or dislikes. And sometimes they like to duke it out on a thread about, I don't know, Buffalo Trace, where it makes no sense at all. So there, there are definitely cases where anonymity serves us for the worse. And that's people who, uh, you know, people who just who just want to tear down anybody's day and they choose our corner of the internet to do it. And we don't see it a lot. And we get trolls from time to time and we get members from other forums who maybe disagree with the way the sub is run. But for the most part, I'd say, you know, 98% of interaction is, is overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the one thing that, that I do see that happens in the Reddit world that is different than Facebook is that it's kind of like a, like a no bullshit mentality that goes into it. Um, yep. You know, if I, if I think of like one of the first forms that I joined back on Facebook, you know, Wade Woodard was the, the mod for it. And it was, it was buy, sell, trade, no discussion, no, nothing. Like, okay. and, and if you messed up, like you're booted. And, and so the one thing that we kind of see that happens in a lot of the Facebook forms now is that it, in most of these, they're in the discussion forums. Sometimes they're in uh, the for sale forms and they'll post a picture of a gun next to it. And then everybody just goes <laughs> ape shit, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, do you all have those problems too, where people like they, they post something like that. And then all of a sudden it just, it's a spew of like a political battle underneath of it. Yeah, we get stuff like that pretty frequently, especially in recent times. You know, there was uh, President Trump's, you know, tariff wars and bourbon is affected, you know, and I get it. You know, it's a political thing. You know, a politician has said, I'm going to weaponize um, tariffs and then boom, you know, bourbon is affected. And suddenly everybody and their mother has forgotten that we're here because of bourbon and talking about how bad politics are. And we and we get that. We understand that there's often overlap. But yeah. Sometimes threads like that, we get a lot of, you know, oh, here's my dram. And in the background are 900 guns. Like, okay, you know, maybe some thought should have gone into composing that picture. And, and we, we do get people that like to show off stuff like that. And, and that's a prime candidate for whiskey porn, which is kind of a post-all, you know, maybe not a big discussion. And, and I'm a mod there too. So I get to strike down some of the, you know, people who get really, really angry there as well. But there's definitely a lot of overlap. And, and we get a lot of posts like that or, you know, or even like... Uh, uh, one of the commenters, you know, Kendrick Pennington has said, you know, people who just want to show up and trade off the, the you know, antique collection they got last year. And we have to kind of, you know, kill that too, because some things we're just not allowed to have on the site. And some of the things we deem don't fit within kind of the spectrum of what the sub's trying to do. So there's there's a lot of objective rules we follow. And then there's some subjective ones as well that we as mods kind of have to say, you know, mm, I don't think this fits a serious bourbon, you know, uh, subreddit and we have to yank it. Yeah. And I guess kind of, kind of expand on that too because there was at one point i believe there were sales that you could do in some of the uh the forms i know somebody talked about scotch swap i'm sure there was a bourbon swap um but kind of talked about you know what crackdown happened if you were around at that time yeah so um so uh buying and selling was always no go that was always a you can't trade money for alcohol and that was a reddit rule and that was also kind of a you know, hey, what we do on ScotchFop is kind of already in, in the gray area, right? Like it's not, you know, it, it's probably wrong. It's probably not right, but it's small scale and we all trust each other and it's a friendly thing. So we let it slide in. And and that works great. ScotchSwap was for bourbon. It was for, you know, it was for scotch. There were people, a lot of people, you know, rums and agave and mezcal and, and 
Bacchanar and stuff like that. And you, you could find some really fun stuff. And, you know, we do giveaways and we'd have people sign up for, you know, like a round robin, like blind Easter thing, right? Arrange, you know, 300 people would sign up and they'd send a mystery to a partner that didn't know they were getting stuff. And it was a super fun thing. But right as Reddit got bought, I want to say it was last April, maybe late March, they decided that it was against their terms of service. And quite frankly, and we're still pretty salty about it, but they they decided that they just had to shut it down and they gave nobody any notice. Um, one day, I, I remember I was in a meeting because I went from no PMs and I have a smartwatch to getting like, <laughs> I, don't know, I got like 75 PMs in like 10 minutes. And I was like, oh my God. And then I logged on to see that, yeah, they just, they had banned ScotchFop and they said, hey guys, you know, we're, we don't care to tell you why and we can't tell you the rules about it. And, and actually, not, not can't, we just won't. Like, we're not going to give you the time of day, but it's against the rules now. So we banned it. So sorry, you know, screw you, get out of here. Um, and then it was kind of up to us after that to interpret what the rules meant. Like, because we still had whiskey inventory where people would post all their bottles and people would PM each other. And since then, we figured out that Reddit has bots that crawls through people's inboxes. So they are reading your mail. So if you're asking people about swaps privately, um, you're going to get the hammer. And it took me probably eight months until I posted, you know, getting ready to do this year's bourbon, a single barrel at New Riff. You know, I actually got banned for three days because they said, whoa, you know, we thought you're trying to private, you know, even though I had all the information that said, hey, here's our retailer, they're licensed. Here's our distiller, they're licensed. You know, we're not handling any sales. We're not handling any swaps. We're going to let people buy from an approved retailer. Um, and it, it took it, probably a whole week. I was offline just trying to get an admin to talk to me, to give me information and say like, hey, we jumped through all the hoops you gave us. So like, why still can't you do your job? So that was a hugely turbulent time too, because a lot of people only came to Reddit to try and, you know, trade bottles. And some of them still come back to do that. And we have to say, you know, no, 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 no. Uh, you know, those are the old days. And we get why they had to do it. You know, you got venture capitalists and you want to make ad money and you want to make money. And, you know, adults sending each other booze probably isn't good for, you know, whatever <laughs> brand is trying to give you millions of dollars. So stuff like that. So it's, it was definitely an interesting time. And it's something that we still reel from because, you know, sometimes users just get banned and we have to like figure out why. And, you know, I have to poke an admin and be like, hey, buddy, like, like, can, can you like at least explain it? Because like we got 90,000 people, like we just want them to be well informed and I want to give them good information. I want to know for myself because the last thing I want to do is get banned for trying to help the community by doing, you know, single barrels for, you know, subreddits and stuff. So that was definitely a, uh, uh, there was some lost sleep on that one. Yeah, it sounds like it. That or is lost sleep or did you finally get some sleep because you're like, hey, I got seven days off. Uh, it was it was weird because I was like, um, you know, and the hard thing is once you're banned, right? Like you can't talk to moderators. So I can't be like, hey guys, I was banned, but I'm working on it. You know, you're just kind of like gone, which is, you know, for something kind of a back, you know, kind of backfires a little bit when you don't know anything about anybody else. You just know that you like to moderate bourbon together. It makes it hard to to kind of keep things together and be like, you know, I wasn't trying to do something illegal. It's just nobody knows why I got banned. So, you know, there was some relaxing. It's always good to get away from the internet. I try and take a week or two each year to just, you know, no reviews, do some computing on my own, go to a lake, drink a couple of beers and stuff like that. But yeah, that, uh, that was an interesting time. Yeah. And you, you just mentioned something as well. So like how big this community is, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it's creeping up on, uh, as the date of this recording, 93,000 members. Uh, we are talking at 5.34 PM on a, on a Wednesday <laughs> afternoon and there's 478 people online. So yeah, that looks, uh, that looks right. I, I see 92,449. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really getting up there. So what kind of, you know, what, what kind of growth rate have you all been seeing, say, like in the 
by month or by year or anything like that. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. You know, what, what kind of growth rate have you all been seeing, say, like in a, by month or by year or anything like that? So uh, just just because everybody needed one more source to tell them, bourbon's definitely a hot thing right now. Um, we're seeing bigger growth, especially in the last couple of years since I hopped on to help mod. Um, we're, we're growing faster than any other alcohol subreddit right now. We're growing faster than our scotch, which was previously we're like, whoa, this is the scotch thing, gangbusters. You know, people, people really like it. Um, our bourbon is screaming past that right now. And I, I think you mentioned it by the time this hits the air, we will be well over a hundred thousand subscribers. Um, and we've got some fun stuff lined up. I, I won't talk about it cause it'll already have come to fruition, but, uh, yeah, we, we get about a hundred subs a day right now. Mm -hmm. That's, that's impressive. That's a lot. That's a lot going on for people that are just trying to tune in and, and be a part of it. And, and I, I would kind of imagine that there's, it's like any forum. There's there's probably more lurkers than there are people that are okay. actually contributing. So, I mean, what's the? Yeah, it's probably it's probably a smaller percentage. But I guess when we start thinking about let's let's kind of change the topic because we talk about reviews a little bit. Um, what are some of those topics that that sort of come out that really get the lot of upvotes, a lot of comments, and stuff like that that really kind of spark a conversation? Um, so I found that there's 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 four posts that really if you uh, if if you see a high karma post, it, it either fits into one one of four categories, I think. And it's uh, the first category is that it is a review of some hyper expensive unicorn or just released super rare products, which which kind of makes sense. Like everyone's like, oh, you know. Mm -hmm. um, on the total opposite end, uh, you got reviews of like the absolute worst whiskey that has ever existed, and people are like, "Got <laughs> to feel bad taking up vote," which which is fun because like, you know. Do you truly know what the best bourbon is until you've tried some really bad ones? And a lot of people kind of agree with that. And, you know, we'll try stuff like 
you know, like there, there was a bacon flavored bourbon that, you know, shouldn't have been called the bourbon, whatever, but you know, bacon flavored whiskey. And everyone was like, that is truly terrible. And you've confirmed our suspicions. Like here's an upvote. Um, the third category of posts is, is like, hey, we've got a lot of dedicated people who love to watch the TTB's website. And those people, you know, whether they follow SKU on Twitter or whether they're just kind of trolling through the website and they say, hey, here's a post. Um, this new label was just approved. And, you know, and a label being approved isn't a, a guarantee that the project will come to fruition, but you know that a brand is thinking about that product. You know, we, we, we get the inclination that brands actually watch our bourbon from time to time. And sometimes, you know, if people react well, we see those products. And if people react viciously, you know, either we still see those products and then we laugh at them, or we don't see those products at all. And, you know, we don't know how entangled that is, but people love to see, you know, what may be coming down the pipe, um, which is super fun too, because, you know, products every day need to release new products and we want to know when we can buy them. And the first step to buying them is saying that they've been approved. Um, and finally, the fourth post is kind of just discussion posts or people who take a lot of time, like, um, like uh, Wild Bird 101's, you know, his, or sorry, Rare Bird 101, um, Wild Turkey, you know, his exhaustive timeline on, you know, Wild Turkey, or we have posts um, from people like Kumori or some chemists who like, you know, step up to talk about things like, uh, you know, chemical compositions of bourbon over time or lead into decanters or people that really show that like, hey, I think bourbon's cool, but like, let's dive into some super niche topic and I'm going to give you a hugely vetted, well-sourced, um, you know, document about this phase of bourbon. And we, we try and gather a lot of those, whether it's through one of the moderators, you know, posts of the month or we guild them or they end up on the sidebar. But those are kind of the four big posts that make up the majority of really popular posts. Um, and in between, we have people who want to know where they can find Blands every single day. <laughs> you know, people who, you know, um, you know, you see, you see a lot of, of reviews that are, you know, that aren't poorly received. You know, they don't get a million upvotes, but people, you know, you'll see that they have 30 or 40 comments where people are just saying, you know, hey, uh, thanks for, for, for reviewing it. I like this too. What do you think about this other project? You know, this other product or expression line, and then people talk about that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I think that we see, we see kind of a difference in the, the Facebook and the Reddit world. Like in the Facebook world, nobody posts the reviews. And if you do, there's usually, as you had mentioned earlier, like 50, 50 gifs underneath of it and yep. everybody's just either making fun of them or telling them they don't know crap or whatever, right? So there's there's definitely like a difference in the, the culture there where like reviews in Facebook, like people just don't want to read them there. Whereas in Reddit world, it's very encouraged. And so it's, it's, it's fun to kind of see that. However, you know, me just lurking, I always see the ones that have the most karma or the most comments or anything like that. Oh, yeah. Definitely those discussion posts. Uh, the ones that really kind of like, you know, irk at somebody or, or the AMAs or something like that too. Yeah, yeah. But there is one thing that I always find find funny and, and I'll ask you and maybe you don't have a good answer, but it seems like a lot of people on Reddit, they really hate Fred Minnick. What's, <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> ah, um, it's funny you mentioned that. And I think Fred's a good guy, but um, I, I think that I can understand why a lot of people dislike him and... And and I'll and I'll try and give a voice to that. And I understand that I, I definitely won't embody what most people have an issue with Fred. And you know, and people have a lot of different reasons. Maybe some people just don't like his ascot, and I get that. Some people just aren't ascot people. You know, I'm more of a necktie guy. But um, you know, Minnick has done a lot of work for the bourbon world, and I think that you know, while he deserves a lot of credit for that, I think he also gives himself a little little extra credit on the side as being you know, hey, I'm the voice of bourbon. You know. Bourbon isn't, you know, hey, the voice of millions of people who like this drink, but I am the voice of bourbon. And it is it is my uh, bourbon-given duty that I should convert everybody that doesn't like bourbon. And if they don't like bourbon, 
I should tell them about this other project I love called Rum because I also want to be the face of Rum. And I think that's good. You know, you got to make money and you got to write books. And it's good to have things to write books about that people also like, you know, because if you write a book that people don't care about, then they don't buy the book and you don't have a house. So it's a complex issue because it's a passion. And some of us choose, you know, like myself, that, you know, bourbon's a passion. I want to keep it a passion. So, you know, no money, no Patreons. You know, here's all the info for free. And I'll just give it to you how it is. And I think that a lot of people, while they respect that, you know, he's an author, kind of see him taking advantage of the landscape a little bit. And and I would probably agree with them. And whether whether it's founded or not, books take a ton of effort. And I respect people that have the attention span to write books. You know, I write white papers for work all the time. And, you know, that's about as far as I get. That's, you know, that that's enough attention for one day. But, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of it comes down to kind of casualizing the spirit and just saying, you know, hey, drink what you like, which is great. That's exactly how you should drink it. But these are the brands I think are best. And I think some of his articles kind of trivialize stuff by saying, you know, these are the best ex-bourbons or these are the, you know, this is now the pappy of rum, which like, good, yeah. You know, (laughs) if I hear the pappy of anything anymore, someone the other day told me this was the pappy of servers and I just, I wanted to punch them, but like HR was right there. Um, (laughs) And I can understand it because a lot of people spend a lot of time on Reddit saying, if you come to me with an informed question, I will give you an informed answer and I will respond to every question you have simply because I love bourbon. And I get that and I feel that. And I know that bourbon is a release for a lot of people and it's a career for Fred. And so I can kind of understand that the people who like to rip on Fred probably don't align in perspective with what they're trying to accomplish with bourbon. You know, The people who relax with bourbon and it's their passion probably won't see eye to eye with a guy who makes all of his money on bourbon. So... That that's kind of my read on why people hate him, and you know, I won't say they hate him, but you know, he he is an easy target. I don't know if it's because he's you know he's he's pretty he's pretty available. You see him on Twitter, you know, you see him on Facebook, you see him you know across the internet, and so uh, people will always attack an easy target. And I think that he's an incredibly easy target because he is sort of the face of bourbon, whether we like it or not. And the face of bourbon makes it easy to punch. So it's for better or for worse. I think it's kind of a product of popularity, but. I think there's also drawbacks with kind of taking something that can be so complex and boiling it down and saying, hey, these three brands are the the pappy of X, Y, and Z because on the backside, they threw me some dollars. <laughs> I can't can't speak for the dollars part, but you know, I, I think we, we, we always try to tell Fred because you know, he's, 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 he's got his thick skin now. He's, he's kind of oh, yeah. uh, immune to it. Uh, but he, he, he lurks on Reddit every single day. So he pays attention to a lot of stuff and, um, and we always send him things, um, you know, uh, and, and we always, we always tell him because we'll send him things and we either people bashing him or making fun of him or something like that. But we always, we're always like, Hey Fred, you see this? And he's like, thanks guys. No, I didn't. But now I, now I did. Uh, now I did, yeah. Yeah, but we always tell them, like, it's a good thing, man. Like, that means you made it. Like, if yeah. you're really hating what you do, it's because, you know, you hustled your ass off and you're you're trying to make this happen, right? Like, nobody else, literally, there's nobody else in bourbon that's doing what you're doing. And it's not like you're a distiller. You can't pump out a product. You got to figure out the ecosystem around it. Yep. And honestly, you know, people, you know, there's almost seven circles of bourbon hell. And I think Fred Minnick exists in one... Um, but like, I don't know, like Lost Spirits Guy and Corsair Distillery and Garrison Brothers and brands like Terra Pure and Total Wine, they exist in a completely different one. And I think that if you're going to live in a you know circle of bourbon hell, it's better to be in the one that Fred's in than the one that you know we would consider like you know the lowest of the low and the garbage producers and and people who just you know don't give a shit. So 
you know, it's a product of success. And I think that if he can find fun in that, you know, that's absolutely what you got to do. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable. And, you know, Bourbon's not about being miserable. Absolutely. I, I think it, it also shows a lot of restraint from Fred to, to actually knock it on there and like <laughs> say anything to anybody because I know, I know he's on there versus, uh, you know, when somebody ever says anything and has something about Bourbon Pursuit, I'm always either responding like, hey, like we tried doing this or blah, 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 like trying to justify my existence there. So he, uh, he, he definitely does a good job resisting there. Yeah, I'd agree. And just like anything else, you know, you know, once you put a lot of time in it, then you're going to meet people that like what you do and you're going to meet just as many or more people that hate what you do. And honestly, if the people that hate what you do make you stop doing what you like to do, then you've only made the people who hate what you do happy. So, mm-hmm. And so the the whiskey category in Reddit is is pretty large. Uh, and we just mentioned earlier, uh, you know, creeping up right now, this 93,000 members with inside of uh, the, the bourbon subreddit. But you know, there's one thing that if anybody that's kind of like unfamiliar with Reddit, like there's there's just the front page of Reddit. Like that's where like the top news and everything happens. Has there ever been anything in the whiskey category, even our bourbon that has ever been in like front page of, of Reddit? Uh, honestly, I can't tell you that there's been an R bourbon post. And, and most of that is because uh, many years ago, it was very easy to get to the front page of Reddit because Reddit um, restricted how many upvotes a post could actually get. So you'd see popular posts on Reddit top out at like 1,500 or 2,000 or 3,000 upvotes. And since they lifted that restriction, it takes like 30, 40, 50, you know, to high 25,000 upvotes to, um, to get to the front page of Reddit. And that's great for communities that have hundreds of thousands or, you know, even millions of subscribers. And, and honestly, 92,000 people isn't the biggest subreddit in the world. And the fact that, you know, we constantly don't have content that people are going to post, you know, one million people aren't going to post this to Facebook, you know, this link to this, this lady falling out of the bed of a truck or, you know, this dog that looks real cute in a stroller. Those things just appeal, you know, and honestly, as a person who loves dogs, like, you know, give me a dog video and I guarantee, you know, half the world loves dogs, but only one in every thousand people love bourbon. So it's kind of expected. And honestly, we, I, I think that at least personally, I enjoy that we get people who want to come to us, you know, or people who find us through other whiskey subreddits or people who find whiskey, um, people, you know, people who are also into whiskey and say, Hey, go check out this place on Reddit. Like I'm telling people all the time at work, like, Oh, you love Reddit. Like, and you love whiskey, like go check out these subs. But we, we, we don't have the kind of reach where something's going to hit the front page and then we'll get a, you know, 30,000 subs in a day of people who are just kind of stopping by. And I think that actually really helps bring up a lot of value in the subreddit because the people who come and find us are the people who wanted to find us. And that honestly keeps up more riffraff. And so talk about your life as a mod real quick, like the amount of time that, that you're, you're pushing to actually take care of the discussions. Um, is it, is there a fire drill every single day or is it like, okay, like we can, <laughs> you know, wait every other week, you know, what, what's that kind of like? So um, moderating, I moderate a lot of subreddits. So our bourbon is definitely one of the biggest, if not the biggest. So it's kind of hard to break our bourbon out separately. I think I moderate like 20, 21 subreddits. Some of them are small. Some of them nobody care about. Some of them are mine. It's just like, hey, if you just want a review and no discussion, no bullshit, go to the sub and you'll just get one review a day, whatever, you know. Um, but like our bourbon is, is actually pretty passive. I mean, I probably remove five to eight posts a day. I know the other mods probably remove the same. And those are always like... Like, um, look, I found two bottles of Blanton's for $100, you know, which just doesn't fit through all the subs. So it's got to go. Or like, hey, this is, you know, this news article was posted seven times today. And this, you know, the six that weren't the first one, they got to go, you know, and that's just a rule thing. And sometimes I get like 
oh my God, that dude is being an asshole. Like, oh, he's got to go, you know, and got to remove stuff like that. But overall, it's, you know, I probably spend two to three hours a day moderating Reddit, probably, you know, 20 hours a week. It, it goes up and down, especially when the fall hunt comes. Oh mm-hmm. man, the fall hunt season, you know, it takes a couple extra hours, but it, it's certainly no full time job. And it's certainly one that, you know, I'm doing passively. I'm checking my phone, you know, before a meeting starts, or I'm in the hallway, or I get to my desk and I see, like, oh, you know, Mod Toolbox has said, hey, 10 people reported this post. Why don't you go take a look at it and stuff like that? So it's, you know, it, it's certainly an, it's a lot of work, but it, it's work I enjoy doing because I would already be on the subreddit anyway. So, like, I may as well give back and help make it a better place. So that way, other people come and find it like, oh, you know, this is a cool place. I'm going to stick around. All right. So you, you intrigued me. Talk about fall. Like, because I guess I haven't been paying attention to, to Art Bourbon in fall. So what's what's the bad news that happens there? What's the the influx of posts like? Oh, man. So if, if there was a meme to describe it, it would definitely be that Game of Thrones meme. Um, and it would say that Pappy is coming. And it starts like early August. And like, because like, First off, like we see the labels, so we know like, ooh, you know, next round of Pappy, it's been approved, or the next round of Antique Collection. And then like early September, everyone and their mother who has a blog that has more than a few followers gets their free samples. They post some stuff or they're posting stuff on Instagram and people repost that to Bourbon. So then then kind of the hype comes. And that's where we get lots of people, you know, um, like, you know, oh my God, it's going to be super expensive. I won't see any. We get a bunch of posts that are kind of just, you know, kind of bothered. Like, hey, I love bourbon. I think I deserve it, but there's only so much and I know I won't get it. So I'm going to make a post to complain, which is fine. But, you know, we get probably 10 of those a day. And then there's the other like, like, oh, you know, I have my stores that I went to, but this year I don't get any. And then we kind of creep up to the point where like states start to get releases. And then like, like, oh my God, all hell breaks loose. Like you got people posting. <laughs> You know, posting like, oh my God, I got one. Or like, hey, I found it in Arkansas, you know, and we have to remove stuff like that because it's against the rules. And like the other people, you know, the people who don't live, you know, and live in any other state that's not Arkansas, it doesn't relevant, you know. And then we get people who are complaining that, you know, this guy got two bottles and I got no bottles. And and then it becomes bottle porn and bottle porn and bottle porn and bottle porn, where it's just like, here's all 99 bottles of antique collection I got this year because I know a guy. And it kind of goes on until like, like Christmas. And for like two days around Christmas, we say like, you can post whatever you want because we know everybody got bourbon for Christmas and they just want to tell everybody else about it. Um, <laughs> so there's so, two days where the, the floodgates just are, they're just wide open. And us as moderators, I'm kind of like, I just want to sit by a Christmas tree and like not remove every single post that comes in today. And we all like kind of like nod and agree and like, all right, you know, for two days, we'll let people have their fun. And for the rest of the year, there's whiskey porn where we encourage all those posts. So, you know, we, we're not really suppressing people, but around... You know, if, if we want to promote a subreddit that's filled with good and concrete information that helps the majority of people on the internet, you know, telling us that you found, you know, two bottles of Eagle Rare at the little corner store behind a Dunkin' Donuts in Arkansas just isn't going to cut it. So that's typically the majority of the information we see is just everyone losing their goddamn minds over Pappy and Anti Collection. <laughs> it's funny that that people like are so happy to like share their scores. Like most of the time you think like, no, don't, don't tell anybody about it. Right. Like oh, you, yeah. you want to keep the, some of your, some of your secrets safe. Cause as soon as you start telling which retailers are selling it for which prices, like it's your honey hole is gone, man. That's just, that's just, that's just bourbon hunting 101 there for you. And that's been a thing since like day one too. And, and I've kind of never gotten it either. And people, and like, like there are generally people who just want like nothing but good. And they're like, Hey, there was 10 blends and I got one and I saved nine for all, you know, everyone else in the world because everyone deserves to get it. But I'm going to post on the internet 
there are 99,000 lurkers who just want to like take all my shit and like buy it all and they want to buy all nine. And, you know, and they just don't understand that like, hey, we know you tried to do an awesome thing and we super appreciate it. We we sure would like if you hung around because nice people are nice. But like, you know, if you if you actually post this, you're not going to help anybody but the people who who wouldn't turn around and do the favor for you. And, and that's kind of a tough lesson to teach people and be like, you know, because you never want to be like, hey, you are really nice. Now knock it off, you know, um, which is kind of a tough lesson. But yeah, it, it is interesting too, because some people are just like, hey, 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 I got 27 bottles of Pappy. And we're like, yay, here's an upvote. And then like, you know, it blends into the sea of everyone else that has too much money and bought 27 bottles of Pappy. Yeah, I was about to say, well, I would, I'd think if somebody posted 27 bottles, they'd probably be more down votes than they get up votes. Um, it's it's actually crazy. We got one guy um, on whiskey porn, and the fun thing about whiskey porn is it's kind of like it's like our bourbon, but completely opposite. Like pretty much anything is allowed, and and you can post your stash, and you can post fake recipes that you think are funny. And like, there's only two rules at whiskey porn, and the first rule is that the mods can do whatever they want, and the second rule is that there are no other rules. So there's like, it's it, it's shenanigans. It's just straight up shenanigans all the time. And we had one guy who posted the most beautiful whiskey library I've ever seen, and he had every limited edition bottle. It could possibly exist. And then he dropped one little simple sentence that like made the entire world tear itself to pieces. And that was, I bought this all, but I don't drink. Oh, wow. And I have never seen an army of people act like Armageddon was upon us and just like leave all shred of humanity behind them and just like be like, oh, yes, and just like dive right in. <laughs> um, and we left it up for a long time because it was just so funny. But at the end, we're like, like, what did this guy think was going to happen? Like, what oh, did gosh. possibly, like, what what did he think was going to occur in this thread? So that, that's a fun story from the other side of moderating. Yeah, I mean, because you think about it from from an aspect of like, you're here as a whiskey enthusiast and you see it, and you're like, oh, wow, that's incredible. This is amazing. And then this guy's like, no, this is this is an investment. I'm not touching it. I'm not drinking any of this sort of oh, stuff. Yeah. So of course he's going to piss a lot of people off in the process because... Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of us, we'd say like, yeah, let's crack it open. Whiskey's made to be drink. And then you're like, <laughs> well, those are like $3,000 bottles. There's, you're not drinking that unless you're uh, you're really bankrolling it. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, and there's always some guy that rolls in with 10 bottles of custom Habiki 30 or whatever. And we're like, well, this will end well, but like, go ahead, you know. <laughs> and so I guess last question, you know, when when people are posting, like, is, it, is there a, is there a gate? where you all actually have to prove things before they're posted to the Reddit or, or are you mean, or do you get a notification for every new post and then you figure it out and you're like, okay, X checkbox, whatever it's going to be. Um, so it's actually kind of interesting because Reddit, Reddit says, Hey, um, we love you moderators. We want to make your job super easy because we don't pay you and we make you do all this work for no reason at all. Um, and then they give us the most garbage set of tools I've ever seen in my life to moderate. So we, we literally, um, and I'll give you a quick day in moderating. Um, I wake up and I refresh Reddit and I go to our bourbon and I go, hmm, there's a lot of new posts. And then I look through them individually and go, hmm, that doesn't belong. All right, remove it. You know, hmm, uh, that doesn't belong. Remove it. And sometimes, you know, if people report stuff and say, hey, this breaks the rules, you should know about it. You know, I get a little flag, but, you know, I don't get a push notification that says, hey, you know, nine people have said that this is a garbage thread. Um, Reddit kind of, kind of assumes that you'll see things as you peruse your subreddit, which is fine, but subreddits are popular and it takes work. And and honestly, we get most of our mod help from people who have been like, wow, Reddit is garbage um, and is broken half the time. So we're going to make extra tools and make it better. Like the Reddit mod toolbox is incredible. And I want to buy those people beers every day. And the people that make um, Reddit enhancement suite um, also deserve beers and cookies every day because those two extensions really 
fill in all the missing holes. Like if someone reports X, you know, two reports on a post, it'll send me a push notification or my computer will pick up a notification from Chrome that says, you know, um, people sure are angry and you should probably go take a look and stuff like that. But, you know, it's free and open. We, we want people, as long as they don't say, hey, I'm 14 and I have nine bottles of turkey, can I drink them all? Um, you know, or people that say, hey, I bought all this stuff in 1970, um, where can I sell it? You know, those posts are, are pretty automatic. You know, people are really good about reporting those. But the rest is just kind of organic sifting and, and sorting by new and just kind of seeing what rolls in. And that really helps us also stay in touch with, you know, where's the sub going? Is it going in a direction we don't like? Are we getting lots of low effort posts? And if they are, then we, we open a discussion about seeing if we need to tweak a rule or two. Absolutely. And so I'll, I'll kind of finish this on, on one last question. Um, who do you think has it worse? You, you all at Reddit or Facebook mods? Oh, Facebook mods, a hundred percent. Yeah, why? Why is that? Um, I don't know. Facebook's kind of lawless, and like at least when I go to Reddit, I know that I'm going to see exactly what I want to see. When I open up Facebook, every single day it is a, a Pandora's box of like, you know, and it, it probably helps because I have gold. So Reddit said, "Hey, someone gave you enough gold," or "Hey, you used this app ten years ago and you still got gold." We're not going to show you a bunch of ads, but at least they're not in the middle. They're not in my timeline. Like they're not cluttering up you know, different mod toolbar type stuff, you know, and on Facebook, you got people who, who some people just want to talk and they just want to post comment after comment after comment and they can put in GIFs and videos and, you know, likes and 900 different emojis and, and Reddit's pretty calm. You know, people are like, hey, if you're on Reddit, you're going to type in a paragraph. Um, I think the, the, just not the quality of people, but what people expect out of the different ecosystems is entirely different. And thankfully, what people expect out of Reddit, I think, uh, puts a little more onus on the person to make an informed comment or post where Reddit, you know, or Facebook's kind of like a free for all or, you know, and it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to sort through a, a post when there's a hundred GIFs in the middle. And I like GIFs more <laughs> than anyone else. And my work Slack is filled with GIFs and I think it's fun, but you know, moderating that stuff is just gotta be terrible. Yeah, that's true. And it's also one of those things where Facebook is not a, a tool that you can use for searching or indexing or anything like that. Oh, right? yeah. It's, it's there for the hour and then poof, like, you know, nobody, you don't think about it again unless you really, really remember it. You go to the search bar and you try to find it. And like, heaven forbid, if you want to find like a really specific... And luckily, I mean, Reddit is indexed by Google. Like, don't get me wrong. Reddit search is hot garbage. It's the old Weller antique of search bars. Like, <laughs> but if, you, if you go to Google and you say, uh, Reddit space, I want to find this thing on this subreddit by this person, you can generally find it pretty quick. And that is it's kind of a lifesaver. Even for me being like, Hey, I think I made a post five years ago uh, that I didn't archive. That's not on my site or like not in the Discord where we all chat all the time. Like, oh, I got to Google it. But I can usually find it within two or three minutes. Yeah, oh, that's good. At least, at least that's a good that's a good way to kind of end this. Now we can try to give people a reason to go and really go check out Reddit if you're not there already. You know, ninety three thousand members and growing continually. Probably more by the time this is going to air. Uh, so, take. I want to say thank you again for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure to really kind of talk about the culture, the online culture that you know Reddit is is really harvesting and it's building, and and really what it's trying to ultimately accomplish at the end of its. You know, really the the enthusiastic people, the users, the uh, the people that really like bourbon at the end of the day. And and I know that you've mentioned already. You know. First off, I'm not a I'm not a huge Reddit user, but I'm a lurker. I'm posting there every once in a while. But thank you so much for taking the time and moderating because I know that it is a a think thankless and payless job, and it takes, as you had mentioned, hours of your day away. So it's thank you for doing that. 
No problem. Thanks for having me on and thanks for taking the time to talk. And for anyone that comes to our, you know, don't be afraid to post. Just maybe uh, maybe do us a favor and look through the rules in the search bar and we'd be happy to have you. Just like any online forum, read the sticky first. Yes, please. It'll make me so happy. It'll bring me so much joy. <laughs> well, good deal. So take thank you again uh, for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure having you. And make sure that if you want to get into this and try, find a place that could be a home where you can express your own reviews. If you want to find a place to be able to do that, so you don't have to launch your own blog or anything like that, you can go to reddit.com slash r slash bourbon. And if you want to make sure that you're following us, because, uh, hey, Bourbon Pursuit, we're on Reddit as well. Every once in a while, you'll see a comment from us. Uh, but make sure you also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you like the show, you want to help support the show, you want to be able to be... Uh, watching the show as it happens live, make sure you support us at patreon.com slash bourbon pursuit. With that, take thank you once again for coming on here and we'll see everybody next week.